Today's devotion is from Luke chapter 19, verses 11 through 27. This is the parable of the, of the pounds, or the mina. As they were listening to this, he went on to tell a parable, Jesus did, because he was near Jerusalem and because they supposed that the kingdom of God was to appear immediately. So he said, a nobleman went to a distant country to get royal power for himself and then return. He summoned 10 of his slaves and gave them 10 pounds. And he said to them, do business with these until I come back. But the citizens of his country hated him. And they sent a delegation after him saying, we do not want this man to rule over us. When he returned, having received royal power, he ordered these slaves to whom he had given the money to be summoned so that he might find out what they had gained by trading. The first came forward and said, Lord, your pound has made 10 more pounds. He said to them, well done, good slave. He said to him, because you have been trustworthy in a very small thing, take charge of 10 cities. Then the second came saying, Lord, your pound has made five pounds. And he said to him, and you rule over five cities. <clears throat> then the other saying, uh, I'm sorry, then the other came saying, Lord, here is your pound. I wrapped it up in a piece of cloth for I was afraid of you because you are a harsh man. You take what you did not deposit and you reap what you did not sow. He said to him, I will judge you by your own words, you wicked slave. You know, did you, that I was a harsh man taking that what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow? Why then did you not put money into the bank? Then when I returned, I could have collected it with interest. He said to the bystanders, take the pound from him and give it to the one who has 10 pounds. And they said to him, Lord, he has 10 pounds. I tell you, all those who have, more will be given. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. But as for these enemies of mine, who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and slaughter them in my presence. What a daunting and formidable parable. In this parable, there are at least two themes that I would like to unpack to challenge the thoughts of the disciples about the immediacy of the kingdom, Jesus tells his story. A nobleman, let's imagine the nobleman being Jesus, goes to a distant country to get royal power for himself, and then he returns. The distant country is heaven where he will arrive at, at after his death and resurrection in Jerusalem. When he is there, he will be seated at the right hand of God and he'll received his power from on high, this royal power. That is from verse 12. Then he tells the story of the disciples and the followers and the church in the next section. He, the nobleman, Jesus, has called together the slaves and given them an investment. Has he not spent three years teaching his disciples? and his followers how to follow him? These investments 
are not only acts of healing and mercy, but they are also spiritual gifts and how to use them for the glory of God. What will the disciples do with these gifts after Jesus is gone? What will his followers do? What about the church? What are we doing with these gifts? Meanwhile, we are reminded, uh, now that was verse 13, the story of the disciples. 12 was the story of Jesus, 13 was the story of the disciples. Meanwhile, now we are reminded that the citizens of this nobleman's own country hated him. They sent a delegation to this nobleman telling him that they didn't want him ruling over them. As Jesus prepares to go to Jerusalem, some of the religious leaders will turn him over to the Pharisees, I'm sorry, will turn him over to the Romans and tell them, we don't want this man ruling over us. Crucify him. Verse 14. The next sections, uh, or section, verses 15 through 26, is a report of the return of Christ, or of the nobleman, in the time of the final day of judgment. Those who have been entrusted with much will require much. There is a sense of accountability here. The first slave reports a thousand percent profit. How amazing. This slave has certainly been bearing fruit. The second slave, a 500% profit. The third slave, however, has buried his talent. No gain. Hey, but no loss. All because of fear. He feared the nobleman. God does not want us to be accountable with the gifts and talents we have been given. I'm sorry, God does want us to be accountable with the gifts and the talents we have been given. We are expected to be accountable individually and as a body, the church, the assembly of saints. God has taught us how to bear fruit by allowing God's uh, by allowing God to prune us, bringing us to the knowledge of our need for repentance, for, for turning away from an old habit or an old custom, and turning back to God with a new plan for a new way of living, a new way of being God's child. Jesus concludes this parable with this royally appointed king killing all of his enemies. He slaughtered every one of them. Those are the ones who opposed him. Now this is not saying that Jesus will come again and slaughter everyone who has ever said a bad thing about him. But in Jesus' day, that's how kingdoms worked. And Jesus wants his followers to know that there will be a judgment upon his return. The slave who hid his pound, his mina, was afraid. He feared the nobleman. What are you afraid of? Who do you fear? And how does that impact, how does that fear impact how you live your life as a Christian? How does it inhibit you from living and sharing Jesus and his kingdom? I think that is the question for me that comes to mind from this very frightening parable.
What are we afraid of? What inhibits us? What prevents us from being with Jesus? From sharing Jesus and his kingdom? May God bless your reflection upon this devotion and may God bless your day.